You're listening to Unleashed by Nonstop Dogware, the podcast where you get inspirational stories and useful knowledge from dog lovers all over the world. This is your host, Jeanette. I see a lot of questions on social media about what distances a puppy can walk, when they can start pulling or carry a backpack, or whether they should walk in stairs or not. Today's guest has worked with uh, physical therapy for 20 years, and she can help find answers to these questions. Lina Österhagen, welcome. Thank you. Your goal is to make life better for dogs by spreading knowledge about how their bodies are working and how we can take care of them in the best way possible. Therefore, you have been working on a book for the past year. Yes, during 20 years of work in contact with the dog owners, I found out that many courses and many places where they teach normal dog training, they actually don't teach training physiology. So there is a lot of myths and uh, wrong information out there. And I wanted to create a book with all the things that I think is missing from all the ordinary courses and also important knowledge to all the dog owners so that they can take good care of the body of their dog. My book is uh, about training uh, exercise, but also about making a well-balanced program for the dog, how to train strength, endurance, and core muscles, and also how to put all these training methods together. But it's also about how to train a dog according to their age, because there are certain factors that you need to take care of when maybe you are training a puppy or if you are training an old dog but also a little bit about rehabilitation, harness, and how to actually do an easy physical checkout routine for your own dog, and a little bit of stretching and massage. So I think my book can help a lot of dog owners out there. And the beginning of the dog's life is very important, I guess. And uh, as a puppy, how do you prepare it for an active life? There are so many misunderstandings, so many myths. And many people say that you uh, have to keep the puppy quiet, don't do uh, any physical activities, be careful about exaggerating uh, their training. But actually, it's more like if you don't do any exercises with your puppy, it will not be prepared for the later uh, exercise it's going to do later in life. Well, in the beginning, when a puppy is born, it is really important that we let the puppy experience a lot of different stuff and a lot of different stimulation to the body uh, because the body will develop to manage the things that we uh, tell it it has to manage. And if we don't tell it to manage anything, uh, the puppy might easily get injured. Actually, in the United States, In the military, they start uh, stimulating the puppies when they are 10 weeks old. And they have had quite good results with that. I'm not saying that you you should exaggerate. Uh, You shouldn't do anything that the puppy doesn't actually manage to do by itself. But the puppy has to be in activity. You are not going to stop the puppy from any normal activities. For example, walking in stairs. The puppies they can easily walk in stairs. It's actually just if the puppy are so small that it cannot manage the stairs, that you might wait a little bit with it. 
But uh, if you make small stairs, uh, even a small puppy will manage to do that. So when it's old enough to manage it all by themselves, they can do anything. So you shouldn't stop the puppy from anything. But I recommend that you don't uh, have a tired puppy. So if you're walking, for example, in the woods, you should notice if the puppy is tired. Maybe you should take breaks. But the puppy should be in activity. And of course, as it grows, it should be in more and more activity. And you should present it to more and more different kind of stuff. Does but this of include course, like jumping, different surfaces and everything? Yes. Surfaces is really important. To learn the body how to control itself on different uh, surfaces. And also, of course, mentally, that the... Uh, a puppy is not afraid of anything. A body that is afraid of a surface will also have a very tense body, and it, it a tense body will easily get injured. So I, I believe there are many factors that make it important to present it to all kind of stuff, actually. And I know one question many has is, for how long can I walk my puppy? <laughs> yeah. I wrote a blog about the five-minute rule. Uh, here in Norway, we have something called the five-minute rule. It's that the puppy should increase with five minutes of walking every day. Actually, that uh, makes maybe a six-month-old puppy say that it should only walk for half an hour. And um, as I have border collies, I can tell you that <laughs> if I kept my puppy from walking or moving more than 30 minutes a day when she was six months old, she would go crazy. After a trip in the woods, she would run hours in the garden. So I think that the puppy must decide itself, but as long as it's not human-driven exercise, they should move as much as they want. Uh, and as long as you take breaks when you go into the woods, I believe it's totally okay. I think it's really different Uh, walking a small chihuahua contra walking, for example, uh, an Alaskan husky. Uh, you cannot use a five-minute rule for both those two. A chihuahua will walk maybe twice or three times as far or many steps as the other dog when they are in the woods. And it also depends on how well prepared their body is at that stage. So if the puppy have been in normal activity since it was small, Uh, then it will also be able to work further. But of course, if you keep a puppy from walking and then start later on, then you have to start more carefully because the body is not built up to manage that kind of exercise. I would not let a puppy jump all the time as an exercise, but normal jumping, jumping in the garden, jumping over trees in the woods and everything, of course they can do that as long as they physically manage it by themselves, then they can do it. How do I know if my puppy is tired? What signs should I look for? If it's uh, my first dog, then it could be difficult to to know if the puppy is tired or not. Yes. The most normal signs, of course, is that it uh, maybe walks a little bit slower, wants to sit down. Maybe it doesn't manage its movement that well anymore. But actually, a puppy can also be like overtired and get even more active than they uh, normally does. So, uh, of course, it's important to 
learn this from the beginning and and know their signs before you go on a long trip. But uh, I would recommend all people to get knowledge about this because every dog is uh, a little bit different as well. So it is really important that you know your puppy. A lot of our listeners, they have sports dogs. Many of them are doing pulling sports like bike touring or canicross. And one important question for them is when can the puppy start pulling and how do you start? We recommend that a young dog learns how to do everything with only its own body first. So they build up their muscles, they build up their their movements in maybe their first and second year. So at approximately two years of age, a young dog can start to pull something or uh, carry a backpack. But of course, this is also relative because the dog has to be prepared for the work. It doesn't matter if the dog is two years old, if it's just laid on the sofa for that long. Uh, It needs to be prepared for every work that it's going to do. So if it's well prepared, then about two years of age. We have to remember that we have to carefully build their body up progressive from the beginning. And uh, those rules, for example, in uh, agility, it says that as long as the dog is approximately one year old, it can participate in trainings. But of course, also here, the dog has to be prepared in their body. So it doesn't help to be the right age if they have not done the right preparations. So actually, I uh, had a kick bike. And although my dog is one year old, This year, one of my dogs, she is walking besides the kick bike. She have a harness on, but she doesn't actually pull. But I teach her techniques and I teach her commandos and I teach her to be safe around the kick bike and everything. And she also goes to the trips, but without pulling. So I believe it's really important that we prepare the dogs. And that is what it's all about with the puppy as well because it's really a big difference from the dog is uh, maybe three months old until it's a year. We have to very gradually increase uh, the exercise. And also uh, when the dog is maybe about a year, maybe eight months, depends on what it's going to do, I would also start to prepare it for the sport or the thing that we want it to do later in life. So the body got the right preparation. Do you start with quite easy weight then and not very long sessions? How do you build it up? Yes, actually, many times I start with no weight or no pull. As I told you with my puppy, she's just joining the trip, learning the technique, but she's not pulling. And um, I have also with my own dog started to make them comfortable with carrying the backpack without anything in it. In the beginning and then we start with a really easy weight um, and for normal training backpack for example I recommend that you use the body weight of the of the dog and uh, train with approximately 10% I know that there are certain dogs doing a lot heavier than that and for short trips and uh, and if it's well, really well trained for it, of course, it can carry 
more, but for normal weekly training, we recommend that. And there are also some contraindications. For example, a dog with weak carpuses, I would never uh, make those carry a backpack. So you should really know what you're doing when you're putting external weight or pull on the dog, uh, that your dog is capable in every way. So maybe get a checkup from, from the vet before you start training? Yes, I believe that's a good idea. And also maybe read about, get help to make a good training program so that the body will build it itself up to the thing that you want your dog to do. What benefits can it have for a dog to pull or to carry a backpack? I believe it has uh, many benefits. We use pulling also for strengthening the backside of the thighs. For example, if a dog needs to have more strength in their shoulder muscles, a backpack can be a good thing. But it depends a little bit on uh, the way we train them. depends a little bit on uh, what the goal is. But if it is to get stronger in the body, it's really, it's really great for building up certain parts of the body. We also use like a backpack in rehabilitation. And uh, there the goal is not always to carry a lot of weight, but to make a frame for the shoulders, for example, with, for dogs with uh, shoulder instability. So the backpack will actually help the shoulders to keep together so that um, the dog will build the right muscles. And then we might not use any weight at all. When we're talking about rehabilitation, swimming is something that's uh, commonly used and uh, it's quite light on the body. When can a puppy start swimming? Actually, a puppy can start swimming as soon as it's it's swimming (laughs) willingly. But of course, how far they swim and how much they swim. And I would also be careful swimming puppies in very cold water because the the body loses warmth really fast in cold water. So swimming is not actually a good exercise for endurance when uh, the water is cold because of the temperature loss of the um, muscles. But... Puppies can swim from the beginning and uh, here in Norway it's possible to use swimming in indoor swimming pools when the puppy is small because then it's ice on the water and it's too cold. There are some races of course that swim less good actually and uh, if you have one of those uh, you should wear a swimming uh, vest I think just because it will make them easier and more comfortable from the beginning. Uh, I also recommend to use uh, a life vest for dogs that have uh, issues in the body and uh, for dogs that are moving their front legs a lot when they are swimming because it makes them more comfortable and then the technique will be a lot better and you will get more out of swimming as an exercise. Is there anything uh, else you could do or you should not do with the puppy? I think that uh, it's important not to jump from really high places. It's really normal to maybe lift the puppy up in the sofa. But we have to remember that the puppy uh, was not able to get into the sofa sofa by itself. And then it's also really important that it doesn't jump down. The body must uh, be able to 
to do the stuff that the puppy is doing. So if you are lifting them up, then you should also help them down and not let them jump from the sofa and down. The surface on the living room floor is also often very slippery. And then it will be a double risk having them jump down. We talked a little bit about age with competitions. In some sports, you can start when the dog is already about a year or a year and a half old. What do you think about these uh, age limits? Is that too early or is it okay if the owner is uh, experienced and know how to prepare the dog? Well, for me personally, I would never recommend to do stuff faster than the uh, than the dog's body uh, manages. So although we have a limit, it, of course it's nice to have limits because then we at least help younger animals not to uh, exaggerate uh, what their body can manage. But I think that uh, how mature a body is, is different. It's different concerning to race and it's different concerning about uh, how well prepared they are. But of course, if people are really well prepared and have done a good job without exaggerating, maybe it can be ready at that age. But I always recommend that you make an individual, <laughs> that you look at this individually so that we don't start too early with a dog that is not mature enough in the body. Is there anything else we should know about uh, puppies and training? Well, I think it's really important to know that we have some myths out there that are saying that if you are, if you do exercises with your puppy or, or if it goes downstairs, they can actually develop hereditary diseases or developmental diseases. And I think that is a myth because, uh, of course, everything that is exaggerating stuff for the body, uh, no matter what you do, can be a bad thing, but normal movement, normal activity, you should never be afraid of that. I think it's really important to know that when the puppy is born, at the end of every bone in the body, there is cartilage. This cartilage will form as we are stimulating the body. And if we don't stimulate the body, this cartilage will not form normally. So it's really important to don't be afraid of letting the puppy do the stuff that they want to do, but just make sure that they are not tired, just make sure that they are not pulling, that they are not carrying weight until the proper age, but just live a happy life. Let the puppy do what it likes to do. And another myth I know you have some uh, strong opinions about is growing pains. Yes, unfortunately, people are using growing pain a little bit diffuse. We have a disease in the skeleton that many people co uh, call growing pain. But it's really important to remember that every puppy that shows lameness should go to the veterinary. We should never use any excuses of any kind because it can be a more severe developmental disease. And we should really take the lame puppy if it's lame for two minutes and then disappears forever it's okay but as long as a puppy is lame it should always be examined by a veterinary it's really important because some puppies they are struggling for too long and uh, then the prognosis will be really bad 
and then they could have a really good life if they just came to the veterinarian and got the right help early. I believe that it's really important to teach uh, both new and maybe more experienced owner how to prepare their dog for each sport. You know, the body needs different kind of preparation concerning to the sports it's going to be a part of. And my dream would be that any <laughs> club that is offering courses, for example, in agility, had an introduction course, not for jumping or anything, but really teaching the owners how to prepare the body to be able to do all the stuff that they are going to do later. Because very often people start at training with dogs that are not prepared at all. And it really is one of the biggest triggers for injuries uh, when the body is not well prepared. So if any uh, race club or training club would uh, start doing these courses, like preparational courses for the sports that the dog is going to train, that would be so great. Of course, the instructors need to have uh, experience in this, but in a perfect world, there would be instructors that can help people build the body up for for what it needs to be built up for. And you are uh, doing some dog sports yourself. You're doing a bit of uh, obedience and you're doing a bit of agility. And as you mentioned, you're pulling a bit. You haven't competed in that yet, but... We have one question we ask everybody on this podcast, and that is, if you had to do another dog sport with your dog, what would it be? Well, I believe for me it would be nose work. I think that's really fun to do. I hope that I get to train my... I have actually uh, decided to attend the course now, so maybe I will find some uh, mushrooms in the woods this year. Good luck with that, and uh, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. Thank you, too. You've been listening to Unleashed by Nonstop Dogware. If you have questions, feedback, or ideas for guests or topics to cover, please email us at unleashed at nonstopdogware.com. You can also follow Unleashed Pod on Instagram or visit nonstopdogware.com for more content. Remember to subscribe for more episodes. 